You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody welcome to episode 239 of red wings ranch where tirades and passion please for your detroit red wings finally have a home mike we've been getting comments <clears throat> on this episode all day i was uh it's very happy to see that uh already on board ketzel tristan eric's eric gave us his classic hi everyone it's still funny <laughs> um antonio's aboard from facebook if he's there go wings and of course antonio referencing uh who we wanted to talk about today jonathan like i got distracted tristan's excited oh wait, mike are you wearing a shanty jersey yes i am i was like i'm wearing a star wars hawaiian shirt <clears throat> so i mm. i don't know why i assumed I don't know why I assume Tristan was. It was like in the. I think you should leave. You know. You mean John him or John me? Oh, your name's John too. No, that's why I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'm getting all geeked out for the uh, that Avalanche Red Wings thing that they're doing. So uh, keeping this what one is, out, keeping it handy. What uh, is that happening? Um, I gotta double check, but uh, I'm I'm excited that it was already noticed. But uh, yeah, I had a I used to just have a plain red one. So this is the first Red Wing one I've had with a name. Um, so I'm getting to a weird age where I don't know if, I don't know who's what man's name do I want on my back all the time. Yeah, it is. Uh, I haven't gotten away from that yet. I chose Lucas Raymond, and I'm hoping to pick up a Mo Cider jersey shortly. Um. Nice. It is. It is kind of. I gotta say, for anybody who's not hit the. I like having age, a twenty-year-old boy's name on my back. Right. Yeah. It's gonna say so for, anybody, for anybody who hasn't hit the advanced stage of thirty, let alone. Wait, am I thirty-three now? How old am I? Oh God, I'm gonna be thirty-four. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah, that means you're. That's a wrap. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway to seventy. <laughs> It's not uh, looking good. If it does feel weirder, weirder, I think it's the right way to put it. Uh, more weird um, to know that you're wearing a grown man's name. Like you're, you know, like it's fine. I do it. I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you do it. But certainly it's kind of odd that we're like, yeah, Lucas, I'm over here, buddy. Right here. I love you. I put your name on my back. <laughs> Yeah. I want you but to we know do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fine. We can make fun of ourselves. Yeah. Chewy, I'm 41. Eric is Eric is 60. Holy mackerel. Eric, sorry. Eric. Woof. Eric, I didn't anticipate the six-year-old saying hi there. So I'm I'm a little stunned right now. A little lost for words, but uh easily one of my favorite six-year-old people, if that's true. <laughs> Tristan says never would have guessed you'd be that age. Never. Tristan is uh, the ripe age of 18. He's got his whole life ahead of him. He's 
all the sour grapes. Hopefully, Tristan, we haven't soured your grapes too much, but all the sour grapes we feed everybody who listens to the show. Um, you know, we don't we don't want to affect you too much, but hopefully we're not uh, no. we're not drowning anybody in too many sorrows here. Well, we no. got around the fur forty one. Ketzel's turning thirty in a couple of weeks. Man, you guys are all old farts. You're we're not meeting. We're, I guess we're still in the demo. We're we're we have yeah, eighteen guys, to thirty fours. We're not it, demo uh, gods. Are your left arms a little cold? And I don't mean are you having a stroke? Is that death taking you by the arm? Because I feel it sometimes. <laughs> Oh, Mike, Pluggo's here. I'd wear your names on oh, my Oh, Pluggo, missed you, dude. How you doing, oh, man? Pluggo wants some jerseys. Pluggo, missed you. Uh, Pluggo, we're <laughs> we're headed to an AEW show in a few weeks. Oh, so yeah. If anybody wants to know that, it's You might want to slide into our DMs because, yeah, head out to Detroit and meet us up. Tristan says he's been pretty spoiled by us. Uh, <laughs> that's good. I, I was worried yeah. that we were too negative. So I'm glad you had that thing. No. All right. Yeah. Um, By the way, we may have a friend of the show. Um, my cat is howling behind a door that I blacked off with towels. So you might still hear him uh, meowing in the background. Um, well, I welcome him. Uh, he appreciates it. I'm not, yeah, I'm terrible at improv. Speaking, so I'm not speaking sure what of uh, putting a young boy's name on your back. Boy, do we have a young boy coming up. Mike, do you want yeah. to put this young boy's name? No. Um, <laughs> we're, we've already, uh, I've attempted the name once. Jonathan Lakiramaki. Lakiramaki. I, I, can't, I can't figure out if it's an E for the I or an I it. think it's just the faster you say it, the cleaner it's going to be. Lakiramaki. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I heard in uh, three out of nine videos I watched today. So I'm going with that. Those are pretty good ads. Lakiramaki. Now, uh, early returns in the comments here. Ketzel just straight up yes. Tristan, any way you shake it, there's going to be A, a player with better upside available, or B, a player who is just better in general. I'd only want to use a first on him if we traded for a second first. Hmm. Of course, Tristan uh, was asked well, by Ketzel, what would you do? We'll just throw this out there. Give him Valeno. 2022 second and 2022 third or i'm sorry 2023 second for another first round pick see i've seen this guy <clears throat> we talk about these guys who are uh um you know kind of divisive and you, you don't know where they're gonna go I, i've seen drafts like uh mock drafts where his whole line goes in a row like eight nine ten or nine ten eleven um uh, depending on you know what what's your favorite flavor um, you know, if you want the center, you want the, you know, complimentary player, or you want the guy with the shot, which is what we're going to talk about today in Lekker Um, and I, I think this is going to go a little bit with, um, um, into that tier where it feels like you have one super duper elite skill and maybe there's other things that you, you know, have to work on, but maybe he can be one of those guys with, you know, we're going to talk about his shot. I would assume we're going to talk about his shot. Um, in a few moments here, because it's uh, it's pretty electric. Yeah, we're. Uh, I gotta pull up the highlights too. I just realized I pulled some stats for him, and I I had I was stealing some slides, and I didn't queue them up or upload them. So while we talk, I'm gonna <laughs> get those uploaded. Uh, I did like this, Mike. Uh, we'll get a little update from the wingies here. Uh, one month 
till the draft. Of course, uh, the Red Wings were asking who's next. Uh, we've tried to answer that so far, Mike. Uh, are you able to rattle off what our other episodes were? Because for the life of me, I can't remember anybody's name right now. I've been up since uh, I've been up since like five, and I have recently volunteered to start taking the kids to uh, the grandparents. So I need to leave the house by seven. And then uh, after work, I go pick them up. So it's a hell of a long day. I just got home. So it's a nice 12 hour day for Matt. Do you mean uh, just other players we've covered? Yeah. I, oh, uh, I mean, we had uh, Lambert, who's uh, in the, the other guy in that tier where you have one like elite skill um, and his is skating. Um, I know we talked about Savoy. Um and we had one other episode for the other center we were interested in. Oh, Frank uh, Laser Nazar. <laughs> um, I know we we talked about him a little bit. I think I'm missing one more, but the only one I know we're not going to do is Shane Wright because there's no point. No, I think I think that's it. I think we're only three episodes deep into these. Um, right? Because you even in the last episode we tried to rank them, and I thought this is this is kind of where I wanted to take this that uh, we'd start ranking these guys, and then we can throw Lecker and Mackey at. Uh, we'll throw them somewhere in the list. I, I almost gave away where I was going to put them, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, just just talking about um, you know why why would you be drafting this guy, um, and I, I you know. Uh, Tristan putting in his two cents about, you know, this, this is not hopefully a guy that you would want at number eight. He probably is, you know, leaning more center or if one of the elite defensemen, you know, finds somehow drops, uh, probably want to snag him at eight. But if you really, if, if Iserman is assessing the talent and he doesn't quite think that these centers are what's going to be left at number eight are, you know, gonna top out at like an A or an A minus, um, you know, maybe you don't take the, you know, use that for number, that number eight pick, right? You draft one of those centers, but Lekromaki, um, watching his shot, that's something where, you know, going in, I, I think you're going to have at least one skill that is an A. So maybe you, and he's a pretty good skater too. Um, so if you can lean on those two things and then, you know, see if you can harness, uh, coach and develop, um, knowing that you're at least going to have that peak. And, you know, this feels like this Red Wing uh, rebuild. Um, we, we haven't had a lot of A's or we haven't had a lot of uh, players with A skills. Um, it feels like we've had a lot of, you know, fourth liners and third liners, um, you know, kind of out kicking the coverage a little bit and being, you know, thrust into roles that they shouldn't really have um, up on the second line. Um, but I, I think the appeal of this guy is, um, you know, you, you will be getting at least one skill that is a, like above NHL average. So, you know, not just something that, you know, he could dominate kids with, or, you know, guys who are long in the tooth and the minors, like, you know, that shot, I think has a place in the NHL and that's what you'd be drafting at number eight is an elite shot. I honestly don't think my laptop has ever moved slower than it is right now. This is like, snail's pace uh but mike uh <clears throat> forgot forgot uh i wanted you to give your ranking uh Ketzel went he went first he went uh savoy nazar and lambert um i think that might mirror yours mike uh mine was just nazar savoy 
and then Lambert. Um, was that uh, did I get that right, Mike? Were you? Were you Mine is actually going to be Savoy Lambert, and I was I was seduced today watching the highlights. Lecker Metcalf at three because if I'm going to talk myself into drafting an elite skill, I got to have the two guys in there, and then Savoy just feels like you know he's going to be oh. the, a pretty sexy player too. I uh, I wasn't ready for that. I, I thought we'd I thought we'd talk about I thought we'd talk about it a little bit. Jesus, uh, before <laughs> before we just pick someone or put him on put him on the list, uh, I wanted to give some context. Um, but Mike, since you're jumping in, um, Mike, he's gonna be fourth on my list. Lecromecki. Yep. So that uh, recap there. I'm also building up more slides right now as as I'm talking about this. So just forgive me. But um. <laughs> I, I don't know why I can't just get this stuff prepared ahead of time like I'm supposed to. Probably because of all the goddamn kids. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, I... Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup for eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I saw a lot of the same. Obviously, we saw a lot of the same things. Um, we've read uh, similar profiles on him throughout the day, uh, throughout the week. And I like things that Lekromaki's going to bring to the NHL. I just, I think I like things that I saw from Nazar more and I think Savoy a little bit more. And I, and I am going to put Lambert above uh, Lekromaki as well. Um, I still think there's a lot about Lambert that goes in goes into those goes into the realm of like special like can't teach and there's so many different things that seem to be a problem that can get worked out by age and strength training and just experience and um I don't know I guess that's that's true for a lot of guys on this list, but I, I just, I, I guess the special things that I see with Lambert make him my number three and Lecker Mackey, my number four. And it, it just kind of like, kind of to speak to those, like you also have to give credit to the guys who are at least in my opinion, looking a little bit better right now. And if we can make the argument um, that one or the other, you know, prospect will have time to get better. Certainly the guys who maybe are a step above are also going to have those opportunities to get better. So that's where Nazar's at my number one. Um, I, I wouldn't say like me putting Savoy at number two means that he's certainly leagues worse than Nazar. I think uh, I think it's just right now how I feel about what Nazar's bringing to the game and us looking for a two 
C, possibly one C, but definitely putting him in the realm of that two C. I, I, I see a lot of responsibility in his game and uh, a lot of toughness. And I think that I think that works for what we need out of that position. And Savoy has a lot of those same characteristics. So maybe arguably like one A, one B, but um yeah, I guess just from what I've seen from Nazar, I like it a little bit more. Maybe the maybe the height is what's getting me on Savoy. But uh yeah. that's all we're here to do. Uh, yeah. I mean we talk about it on these, you know, what kind of what kind of warts um are you okay putting up with? Um, you know, whether whether it is a couple of skills that need developing or the player's size, uh their height, their weight, you know, <laughs> that they're gonna have to put on maybe 40 pounds of bulk um, in the next couple of years. So we're not going to see them in an actual NHL game for a while. Um, that's definitely one thing when I was watching Lekaramaki, he was trying to go out on the four check and uh, he was hilariously bouncing off of defensemen um, helplessly. Uh, so I can only imagine if he went up against Cider in a practice, um, you know, how far he would carry him up into the seats of little Caesars arena. Well, um, well let's talk about it. Cause uh, I think, I think you're right. And I talked about the strength training could be something that, you know, he can work on, but so can any guy, but I mean, there is, there is just the speed. I mean, this is him just skating around the defenseman here. This is a re the same replay coming over and over here. I mean, this, this is just the guy who's going to create with some speed and some elusiveness, I think is, is the key word. Um, so I think I, I think there's an element, yes, to be weary of um, getting manhandled out there. But um, if he can keep generating speed, keep going in this direction, uh, you know, get around all that all that weight, and that's gonna that's certainly gonna be crushing him uh, time <laughs> after time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the the highlights are gonna show, you know kind of uh you know his mo right where he's he's a dude who's going to be looking to shoot but when you see that shot you're kind of like ah, i would prefer that he's shooting um i mean you, you want a little bit of playmaking but if he's playing on the wing um that's a little less of what his responsibility is um but yeah the guy's been he's he's really good at finding space um really good at you know getting that little burst of acceleration um i know we saw this play here on a turnover um a nice empty net goal by the way yeah right how the hell did we, <laughs> how did we scrape so low in the highlights that we had to use an empty net goal? Um, that's, <laughs> that's what a crapshoot this could be. Um, if you think about what kind of highlights we have uh, to look into, my God, how is Eiserman going to judge these guys? Um, and he's going to be looking at all, you know, 300 eligible players. Um, <laughs> so good luck with that. Um, yeah. Uh, the. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much more we can really put into that. Um, you're, you're drafting a shot, Matt. And I I guess the only other thing for me is, uh, if you don't think that this guy should be going to number eight, is that, I don't I don't know if you want to go down this rabbit hole, but is it is it a better idea to just see if you can trade out, trade back and get more picks? Hmm. I guess, I mean, we talked uh, earlier in the show about Tristan's idea to get another first round pick, but if if uh, you're picking up, <sighs> I don't know, I guess if you're not completely satisfied with what, what's in front of you, if you, if all of our boys that we've talked about so far are picked up, do you want to move back? And I, I think I'm open to that. Um, 
I don't think you're missing out on a guy that's going to be, that's the guaranteed game changer. I think you're, you're definitely rolling the dice here, uh, whatever you're going to, whatever game you're going to be playing. And I, you know, a year ago we were talking about how the Red Wings had the most, uh, the highest chance of any team in the NHL because of how many draft picks they had to land not only an elite NHLer, but total NHLers. Like the amount of guys that would actually end up being NHL hockey players. Red Wings had the best chance because of how many picks they had. So it's just playing that game of increasing picks and trying to, as, as you continue to increase the picks, try and get them as close to those first three rounds as possible. So you want to play around with that eighth pick? You want to pick up another couple of first rounders, maybe a first rounder, second rounder? I'm all for it. I don't think I don't think the Red Wings, uh, you know, the more I thought about it, you know, one of the things we leaned on pretty hard uh, when we were picking our first couple of guys that we were going to go over was let's make sure we get a center. Um, but I think I think we're still in that realm where uh, some of these guys are going to take a while to develop. I mean, we're not we're not necessarily done. We're not set in stone. We don't have this core ready to go. So. I guess uh, to that point, why are we going to shy away from any particular position um, or anything like that? And then the, I think that continues the conversation into would you trade back to get a couple more picks because you still have a lot of holes to fill. I think you're still in that zone. I think I think you're crazy if you think that we're ready to just pick, you know, fill needs, um, which is kind of what we're doing. So that's me kind of calling ourselves out. <laughs> Um, but certainly that's what we're doing. So there, there wouldn't necessarily be any reason to shoo away from a particular position right now or from the opportunity to get a couple picks. Um, I do have to throw out there. We have a ton, ton of uh, comments coming in here. Uh, Johnny P, I'm not sure when this came in. He said, Matt is on fire. I'm guessing it's because of the sun that is burning through the window right now. Oh, I thought Matt looked like a polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Tristan thrown out there. He thinks uh, Oslin is uh, better than Lecter Mackey. Uh, it's it's just him. Uh, Noah's uh, is, is so maybe so much more of a complete centerman. Again, coming back to uh, needing a centerman. I think I think it would be fun, Tristan. And I I've played around with this idea of kind of you know like you you'd have to play the game of getting a couple first round picks. But those are those are a couple of guys that will be gone in the first round. You get a second first round pick would be kind of fun to kind of build up in your own prospect pool guys that have played on the same line together and have played so well together that they're both going to get picked up in the first round. Um, yeah, it feels almost like doing, uh, you know, like getting two Sedins, but instead you're getting an Oslin and a Lekaramaki. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see them develop. Um, I know it's something that that trend is huge right now in the NFL. Uh, for teams drafting quarterbacks and then drafting, like in subsequent years, their top wide receiver from their old school because they have that chemistry they've already built up. So I do think that that would be pretty cool. Um, and just the way that I've seen uh, Oslin ranked, um, it looks like he'd definitely be available in the second round, um, at least so far from the consensus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely in play, and that would be pretty cool to see that develop. Yeah, I think I, – I, I guess it just depends on – who you're speaking to. I wonder, uh, actually have one of our rankings here from the athletic. You've got Ogren, uh, number 14 on this list. Who's another member of that line and Oslin number 23. 
this is coming from uh, what's our boy's name? Scott uh, Scott Wheeler. Okay. I mean, that'd be great. You know, three guys, same line, gonna be gone in twenty three picks if uh, if Scott got <laughs> hasn't nailed here. Um, also, something yeah, this... to think about. I mean, you get three yeah. guys getting drafted this high. Um, I kind of I want to come back to uh, Eric's Eric's mention here. I think they need a line driver. Uh, the argument could be made that Lekromaki is the driver, um, but it is possible that that's not true. And you've got three guys that are doing quite well. And do you look, as Tristan was putting it, uh, at the center position for how this line is able to move? Now, we were looking at uh, how hard Lekromaki can skate. Uh, maybe another driving force uh, will bring this up here. Maybe that shot, if you want to take a look at that. Now, Mike... Uh, this is what sold you on Lekromaki. So I think it would be disservice to the viewers if we didn't uh, take a look at some of these shots. Of course, let me show you the very end of it so you don't even see him wind up. <laughs> now, I do want to back this up uh, because Scott Wheeler said that uh, Lekromaki is actually the best catch and release. Release, yeah. Yes, you saw, you saw that too. Uh, that would be it right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, best catch and release in the draft this year. It's, uh, yeah. it's the way your boy is going to be grabbing that puck and uh, firing it off. Um, and I, I, you see a play like that, I got to say, there there isn't enough going on on the Red Wings roster to tell me that we don't, like, we, we aren't in need of, quote unquote, the best catch and release in the draft uh again shout out to scott wheeler uh he's got him ranked number nine on his list uh number mm. eight brad lambert something to something to Ooh, think about there that's my dude yeah he gets me all right yeah, i mean if you want to see like how <laughs> what what's the word where I mean, it's um it's uh, two sides of the spectrum here on lambert and it feels like the people that are all about him like we we had elite prospects do a very long video just dissecting Brad Lambert. And when you see other videos that elite prospects are thrown up, they've got three, four, five prospects. Oh, dichotomy. You know. Sorry. I couldn't think of the word either. It's going to bother me. Yeah. Uh, but Brad gets his own video. Uh, Scott Wheeler, pretty much like, I don't know, three paragraphs would be the, the most I'm seeing here. Lecker and Mackey has one paragraph. Uh, let's see. We've got... Uh, Yep, three paragraphs. And then you hit Brad Lambert. Requires a lot of explanation. What's going on here, Scott? One, two, three, four, five paragraphs for Brad Lambert. Because we know <laughs> this is just all over the board for Brad. Of course, we've already talked about how we're fine with picking up Brad Lambert. Um, and Scott, of course, feels like he needs to create a huge argument here because he had such a terrible... Uh, I mean, statistically, what are we talking about? Like, what was it? Four points this year in, uh, in how many games? And of course he's switching teams because he was having trouble even getting the time that he wanted. I mean, that's, you're struggling to get time. Let's back up. You don't get points. That's one thing. You're a kid. You're growing up. You're not getting the time. Things aren't going right in a lot of different spaces. And, and, and another element there too. Guys switching teams already. Cause he doesn't feel like he's getting treated properly. Uh, a lot of red flags, but I'm still seeing enough talent wise that I'm okay with it. Uh, 
Oh, I'm fine with it. Oh God. Um, talk about production, Mike. Uh, we'll continue the conversation back to Lekromaki. It does hey, feel I, like as we continue. I know one of those names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we keep bouncing around. This is uh, this is your first year in the SHL. What we're comparing here. I'm sorry, the draft year. Um, Lekromaki point. Three, five points per game. I, I love this list. Uh, you've got Lindholm at 0.63 leading. Uh, last year, Eklund, uh, 0.58. Alexander Holtz, a couple years ago, 0.46. William Nylander, 0.32. And of course, uh, last on this list, Lucas Raymond, 0.3. Um, I, I mean, this is... This is at least something where, like, two episodes in a row here, we've done a, we've kind of had a little bit of fun with uh, taking a look back, comparing what these performances were for some of these players, and of course we go back, uh, we go back an episode, and I think where <sighs> we were talking about Savoy, and we were were we comparing him to like Braden Point? I think was on that list. Um, yeah, that was it. So. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's definitely, you know, the direction if you could land a Brayden point, which I think uh, Savoy ended up having a better point production. Oh, my God. I look terrible. I just yeah, you're right. I just look like a polar bear. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but this one here. This one here is is definitely. Definitely some recency here with Eklund and Holtz and Lucas Raymond getting in the mix. Um, but Lindholm and Nylander making a huge difference. So it's that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh and uh, I think we also have some advanced analytics to look at too, which Corsi, Fedwick, your possession stats, giving up a little bit on the defensive side, not necessarily taking over. Uh, production though, your points per 60, uh, and this is, you know, the, these are different statistics. So this is where we're looking at like some career stats and we're looking at different leagues. We're not just looking at the SHL, but our boys are 1.99. Uh, a 1.55 and goals per 60, a 0.44. So this is this is somebody who's who's done a pretty good job of producing, and and clearly you're talking about you you are in need of a goal scorer. We come back to that conversation of the best catch and release available in the drafts. How badly do you want that? Um, do you want that goal scorer? Now, what's funny? I think we already talked about this because we brought up Lekaramaki in like past episodes. Um, mm -hmm. and Tristan's done it here. Timu Polkinen. Guy, I could not have been more excited to see make his NHL debut. Had a hell of a shot. I mean, it was crazy, too. That's a crazy-looking shot. I don't know how many of you can uh, <laughs> can just visualize the Polkinen shot. It looked like it was going to murder someone. Um, but that's, you know, that's only because it was so unpredictable of where it was going to go, too, once he hit that puck. But, yeah, the way that he pulled back, uh his i guess yeah his backswing i'm gonna take a golf term here because i don't know any better uh his backswing was crazy and all over the place uh but of course uh landing landing that puck in the back of the net just wasn't uh wasn't in the cards yeah exactly well, yeah um, that those shots yeah around the furs right there right too. with the yeah with the big wind up i mean that's one thing but it, at least these it's it's like a quick release you know um with some wristers so i i I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as crestfallen by that comparison. Um, I, I still think there's a shot for this guy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say there's no shot for him, but it is, it is something like when you're, we're, we're trying to find these different, uh, these different ways to measure these boys. Right. Um, 
I guess we've been hurt before, right? And seeing the guy who has this kind of pedigree. So that's where we're all just a little like, okay, I get it. Big shot. You know, Mike, maybe he's going to fill nets with pucks. You know, I think we have another guy who uh, is good at, at finding space, or at least that's his MO, is finding space. And as long as he can get his shot off, Mike, it'll, it'll find the back of the net. Uh, of course, uh <clears throat> Might be referencing good old. So let me Philip let me ask there. you this. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I kind of made I kind of made my case um, for uh, Lekaramaki. Um, yeah. and I see the I see the Timu comparisons out there. Um, and I feel like we we kind of have our favorites, right? Where you asked some, we asked us, uh, you know, who do you like of the guys we've looked at so far? If you want to throw Lekaramaki in there. Um, you know, Savoy, Lambert, um, the laser Nazar, uh, Nazar. Um, what do you think? Cause I feel like there's an incredibly strong likelihood, um, that probably everybody but Savoy is going to be available. Mm-hmm. Which one of those guys really screams to you, Iserman draft pick? Cause I honestly, I'm like, I'm pretty pumped for Lekaramaki, but I, I'm not confident that they would pick him. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. Um, I feel like they, I feel like they value the draft a little bit differently, and I, I would honestly see them, you know, uh, if one of those defensemen falls, that that's what that's what they would aim for instead of one of the wings that um, I'm talking myself into. Well, I mean, you go back to always looking for the unicorn. I think that's where Brad Lambert fits in. Um, I think at some point they've got to start. I shouldn't say that we have Lucas Raymond, but uh, I, I guess it's, it's just different, right? Cause you've got, you've got 12 forward spots to fill and six defensive spots and both are very important, but I think, I think you got to lean forward in this draft and, and need is might be too strong of a word, but that's, that's where I'm going to sit. But I, I can't say that you're wrong. I can't look at this list and say, absolutely. You know, you're not, you're not going to go the defensive route. Um, I mean, if Simon Nemec is going to fall all the way down, um, you go for it. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I guess maybe we're talking about David Juracic. So, yes, if, I guess. If, if we're picking a Red Wing, uh, how is it not going to be out of Sweden? But, forgive me for butchering this name, but Leon uh, Bischel, the guy who's six foot five and plays defense, and he's you know a, a decent skater. Um, it's it, like as excited as I would be, you know, I'd be like, Hey, I, I, I like Lambert's videos. I'm, I'm pumped. We picked him. Um, I, I, I will be stunned if the Red Wings take, you know, one of the wings that we talked about so far. So it, as far as like of those four guys, if Savoy's there, I think they would, but of the other three, I, I don't think that they would touch him. It doesn't feel, they don't feel like Iserman picks to me. I feel like he would rather have a large another large defenseman and try to like build a strength instead of rolling the dice on a wing or a, you know, five foot nine center. Well, uh, Chewy throws out there. Lecker Mackey sounds good on paper. <laughs> um, Izzy throws out there from earlier. You were talking about trading back uh, hypothetical at Detroit traded back with Winnipeg and the wings get pick 30 as well. Um, mm. Tristan thrown out there. He, here's who I wanted eight. And he's got his whole list here. He's got Lambert, Savoy, Gauthier, uh, Nazar, 
Trick is off. Osland. Lecker Mackey's number seven. Liam Ogren, number eight. And Pavel Mitnikov, I would say his, number nine. Like, Frank and Down are all going to be on the table for sure. I, honestly, I would uh, just about all of them, except for Savoy. I, I feel like Savoy is going to get taken. Um, yeah, I if I had to, you're, you're right. Looking at this list, um, Tristan, if you're drafting, you're picking up Brad Lambert if he's number one on your list because he will be available. Uh, Savoy, I I agree. I think he'll be gone. And um, right, you got your pick of the litter after that. Everybody else will be available. I. I don't know. Um, it's still it's still Lambert, and I'm going to put Lekaramaki's shot up there for me. Um, and Tristan throwing out there his his Iserman pick, Cutter. Um, says he's wickedly smart, consci- conscientious, uh, strong athlete too, but he wants Brad Lambert personally so bad. I I still say that Brad has that has that Iserman look. He's got that Iserman MO where there's things that he's got now. And of course, like we've talked about before, it's almost like this level of skating ability that uh, is, is so rare. Like he will come out as the best skater. And Mike, I don't know about you, but there's like a ranking of things that hockey players do on the ice. Probably number one, breathing. Number two, skating. So if... <laughs> If Brad's a pretty good breather, he's got the top two things down, uh, which I imagine as long as he's not smoking any cigarettes, he'll be good. Uh, Eric thrown out there. We've taken a lot of D uh, in first three rounds the last three years. Eric's making a great point. Uh, we, I mean, we have a lot of guys that I think we're all excited to see get a shot. Um, talk about your Albert uh, Johnson. So, Yeah, we got Edmondson coming over too and, Right. Yeah, I figured um, insider as well, but uh No, I, you're you're right, Eric, and I just uh I don't know if any of these guys have really seduced Iserman. Um the way that the way the way that we're kind of going over over them and you know, you can kind of see each one has their own little um you know, down uh you know, negatives. Um I just it, it I don't know how Iserman's going to treat this because I, I feel like this the best way to try and get the center is not through this particular draft because we are not getting you know picks one or three um, where the you know what was that Cooley and um, Shane Wright are going to be so mm. if you can't get that do you roll the dice on an, on another wing? or at the positions of need where we saw how rough this team was um, for a whole half a season defensively, you just try to really stockpile those guys um, and eventually get to a point where you can, you know, those are, those are good tradable assets because, you know, everybody wants, you know, top pairing defensemen uh, who can move puck, you know, move the puck and quarterback a, a power play. I just think like it's one of those things. I, I'm I'm ready to start drafting more offense. I think when I look at our prospect pool for forwards, I think there's guys that we've talked about over the year uh, that we can get excited about, but we've also called out like, all right, well he's producing at this level where we see a hundred guys produce at that level like that every season, and they never turn into NHL stars. 
So it's one of those things where it's like, yes, they look good at that level, but you can't get too excited about it. Um, and I, I guess when we look at the defensive prospects, all we hear is like, yep, this guy's the best guy I've ever coached. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just, I want to give some of those guys some credit for some of the credit is, is, is given. What was the Riddler thing? Credit is given where credit is due something dumb like that. I don't know. I sound like an idiot right now, um, but they've, They've earned some praise already, so I want to see. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm trusting that those picks, um, could amount to something, or at least a percentage of them uh, that we talked about over over the season. And I feel like there's just too many question marks with all the forwards. So, give me, give me a forward here. <clears throat> and nothing, nothing is set. There's no spot on this team that is ready to go. Even Kosa. Kosa uh, is probably like still four years away. So even that game, like how many things could happen in four years? A lot. It would also be nice to have some real like, you know, competition for that guy. Cause it kind of feels like our, our minor league goalie system is Kosa or. So hopefully he pans out. Right. All right. We got one more big conversation I think to have. Uh, but before we do that, we've had the, We've had this ranking here. We talked about, I think we kind of threw it out just after we've talked about it. Has anything changed? I'm still looking at Nazar Savoy as like 1A, 1B. I, I don't think I'm going to be unhappy with any of them. So I'm not going to say I'd be happy with either of them. I think all the guys we've looked at so far, I think there's something to be happy about. And then uh, number three for me is Lambert. And then number four is Lekkermacki. No, I mean, uh, for me, it's still... Um... I'm not going to put Savoy in there because I don't think he's going to be there. So give me Lambert, Lekramaki, and then uh, Lazar. Be in the position of need, but I'm still going to take guys with an A-plus skill and then uh, see if they can figure out the rest of it. All right. Last piece of uh, business to take care of, Mike. I don't know what uh -oh. the hell the Bruins are doing, except uh, maybe trying to get in the Bedard race. <laughs> they have relieved Bruce Cassidy of his duties. Um, nah, duty. I, I liked, uh, ESPN called out here, the winning, uh, or, uh, I'm sorry, points percentage, uh, while Bruce Cassidy was head coach of the Boston Bruins. Number one, of course, the Tampa Bay lightning at 696 points percentage per season Bruins. Number two, 671, uh, better than the avalanche, better than the Maple Leafs, better than the caps. You got Stanley cups on that list. Mike, I mean, this, uh, this is a guy that you play that game, right? And everybody, <sighs> this could really turn into like a half hour long conversation, but you play that game. Does Bruce just have the talent where you had, he had the perfection line and do you really need to coach the perfection line? Uh, and then we make the argument too. Like you can't get too mad at Jeff Blasio uh, <laughs> because he severely lacked talent. Uh, but Mike, I think the thing to talk about here is a difference in coaching philosophies. And of course, uh, you know, being one of the top performing uh, expected goals for percentage teams uh, for the last few seasons. And that's that's something for us that we've struggled to find. And, and of course, uh, the power play hasn't been anything to sneeze at. So, I mean, 
you've and, and, and probably the um, last point here is you you've got a new philosophy too where i think you drive you're driving the play a little bit more and that's how you get that uh higher expected goals for percentage and not just kind of sitting back and hoping that you can out defense uh your opponent well i mean uh you know who doesn't think very highly of him um is boston um i mean how many more damn games did this guy have to win uh <laughs> to keep his job TSOP. um so i think what they're getting at is uh you know the players uh have accomplished uh what we've accomplished and you were just kind of on the coattails um you know their gm basically you know we we, we want a different voice uh, not a not a winning one uh yeah i know this season wasn't like boston's you know best but uh i don't know if this this is necessarily a to blame um, I, I also will say that even though this is a sexy name, um, even though this would be a very impressive resume uh, to put in front of Iserman, still not the direction I would want to go in. And based on some 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 polls uh, that we've been paying attention to, I feel like that's also um, the same uh, um, train of thinking that a lot of Red Wing fans have. Is that we we don't necessarily want you know a retread. I I I, I still believe that that SHL is where we're going to be mining our next coaching um, head coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Because um, I, I wasn't I was anticipating you you know asking uh, that next whether or not you'd have interest in giving you know Bruce the job or even giving him an interview. Um, I mean, would you would you have him over Trots? I think so. For the Red Wings, yeah, I think uh, if I had to rank them, I think I think you're right. Like, uh, I think this might finally be the you know this will be the year we we're gonna venture overseas and uh, see if that's gonna help with um, building up this prospect pool that again I said has so many question marks. But if we're talking about like those more realistic signings. Um, you know, is it is it more realistic that the Red Wings are going to get another NHL head coach or Gronborg? I mean, honestly, it 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 would make sense, right? Like, uh, if there if there was a betting line, which we, we now watching the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, or I'm sorry, the Stanley Cup playoffs, we know there's a betting line on every goddamn thing, uh, just nonstop with the betting commercials, but um. Yeah, if you had to put a betting line on it, you'd probably go NHL, former NHL head coach over Gromborg. So playing that game, what I think is probably from a betting line, more likely, um, <laughs> go NHL head coach, and I'd rather have Cassidy than Trotz. Okay. And no, I also uh... was kind of excited for Trotz, but I was even more excited when I saw this happen. And I, I was talking earlier, too, like you don't make a move to pick up your head coach because you don't know who's going to be made available. And I don't know. This is, this is, this is a pretty big name to be available. I, I don't know. I, unless I'm missing something, um, I, I'd give it a shot. I'd think about it. Wait, you, you think about Bruce? Yes. I think you he, he would do a, a you know very good job, but I the way that Iserman likes plucking these guys who are you know ne'er do wells or you know uh, first round picks who never quite petered out, 
Um, or they never quite panned out. They never petered out. They are petering out. They need to pan out. Um, I think he's looking for guys with kind of the eye of the tiger, you know, with the chip on their shoulder. And that's where I think that SHL would be like, uh, you know, Gronborg uh, is a good example. Um, you know, to come over here and prove yourself where if you're doing trots, if you're doing Butch or Bruce, um, you know, you're getting guys who've, who've kind of been at the mountain already, um, you know, been at the apex. And Butch is, I, I, Butch is his nickname. Um, oh, I, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think that Iserman wants the guys with the chip on their shoulder. Uh, you don't think that's a chip that on your shoulder to take a team to the Stanley cup final and finish with great records every year. I mean, think about what did like what division and conference they're playing in with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's not like they lose and somebody in the West has been winning the cup and you know the Lightning didn't look so great against the Rangers for two games, but they're back in it. But you know, it could be three years in a row. It's really tough to win a cup when you've got one of the best teams ever down the yeah, road. I don't know how so, I don't know how deep you want to go into the Bruins. Um I mean, but this is I, also a team that people have been picking to like fall off the radar as their superstars continue to age, yet they still come motivated and <sighs> win awards. No? If you had the choice between the two, who would you pick? Between Cassidy and Gromborg? Yeah. Well, come on, Aaron. That, and who would Iserman pick? That's not fair. Who would Iserman pick? Probably Cassidy, right? No! Man, he's a Groneborg man. Come on. <laughs> All right. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'm That's pretty why sure call him Steve, Stevie Groneborg. Pretty know. sure he's been available for a while now. Uh, I don't see him. I don't see him on the personnel page. So he's not going anywhere. Um, who uh, Who is Steve waiting uh, to get fired? Is he waiting for uh, one more release, Matt? I don't think so. Is he waiting for John Cooper to get released? Huh? Yeah. Just get the <laughs> band back together, huh? Go to the <laughs> conference. Final. We just want kind of a different voice here in Tampa. You know, we're tired <laughs> of these cup runs. Uh, <laughs> but we want to step back a little bit and start retooling. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think there's. I think Edmonton couldn't be more happy. I, I heard on, a, a, you know, another hockey podcast, they're like, Edmonton's playing with house money. <laughs> they were barely supposed to make it to the playoffs. So anything that happened, uh, you know, now we know they've uh, been eliminated in the four-game sweep. Probably would have been really cool for Edmonton to get that one win last night. I think um, I think Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl, Jesus, Dreisaitl, the whole playoffs on one leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guy, could you imagine a healthy dry sidle? Woo! Anyway, nice. um, uh, but you did sound a little like Woody Allen when he said that. Jeez, <laughs> I know we can't make that reference anymore, but it was a good impression. Uh, yeah, jeez, I couldn't imagine what a oh boy, guy. here we go. I should I let the dog yeah, off the leash. Did. Here all we right. go. <laughs> That's all I, I'm just at home all day doing my Woody Allen impression. My wife, your baby, beautiful. Yep. You know, I gotta say, um, my daughter has now been requesting um, to listen Less to impressions? ACDC, and oh. now she sits in her little car seat in the back seat. Like this is, I'm bringing this up because it's Matt forcing his Matt life on his kids. 
Uh-huh. So that was uh, in line with the Woody Allen reference. But um, she just sits in the back seat in her car seat, just going like this now while we're listening to ACDC. And for podcast listeners, just, uh, you know, pounding her fist. It's, uh, it's great. We're very happy for you. <laughs> but we need a coach. We need a coach, man. There's bigger things here. Uh, yeah, we're at we're at 50 minutes on an episode where we had very little to talk about except for Lekaramaki. Well, when Did you we have one more? Uh, as often as we do. <laughs> as we I thought we had her. one more item. Was that true or no? Did we? Oh, you're just going to gloss over the... Oh, right. The, yeah. The blood bath. Even, um, uh, this needed Edmonton. to be updated, too. This is, uh, we, we have one extra team on this list, uh, but we've been doing it. Um, we've been doing it every episode. It's just talking about where the playoffs stand right now and kind of giving your pick. Um, clearly, the Avalanche are losing game one of the Stanley Cup final because uh, they finished too early. They took care of Edmonton too handily. I, I would have just lost in overtime. Give, give Edmonton... Right, give Edmonton their win. Why not? And then you get to go end it at home in front of your fans. Come on, Avs, dummies. Anyway, um, so yeah, they're no gonna way. be cold. And uh, and yeah, Tampa's gonna win four straight against the Rangers, and we'll get Tampa versus Colorado. And Tampa will take game one, then they'll take games three and four, and then uh, they just gotta find one more, and Tampa will win three straight cups. Well, uh, I guess you don't need to turn on the games. Uh, Matt gave away the rest of the NHL season here in 2022. Uh, so we could start rolling over and doing some more draft guides here. Uh, probably got one month. Same, same bat time, same bat channel next uh, Wednesday or Tuesday. Wednesday or Tuesday, Matt won't be on vacation. Uh, we'll have probably normal hours next week. So, Yeah, you know, the longer we go on this list, uh, Tristan brought up Cutter earlier in the episode. Uh, We've probably got a Michikov to discuss. But the deeper we go into this, it's going to start being, no, I don't want that at number eight. So at some point, we're going to have to start talking about the second round. um, So we can get into that stuff, too. And, um, you know, any guys have got a second first round pick, which last year, Mike, when we played that game, we picked Simon Edmondson and Sebastian Cosa as our two picks. I don't know. I don't know if y'all remember that. If y'all were around for Red Wings rant uh, for last year's NHL draft, but we fucking nailed it. Um, YouTube video exists, so there's proof. Anyway, uh, I think we should start playing one of those games, and we kind of played it today. Where I was kind of like, "Well, if you're gonna get Lecker Mackey, get a second first round pick, you probably got to pick somebody else that was on his line, so you can get Noah, uh, as uh, Tristan brought up earlier, or uh, Liam Ogren. Oh, fun names, fun names. Who like did you him. bring up, Mike? Were you talking about Trickazov? Oh no, you're bringing up a defenseman. I don't even know who you. Found oh, uh, I'll get him here. Hold on, there we go. No, I don't. Oh, I remember where it was. That was your Michael Keaton He's, Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> got a uh, goddamn sandworm over here. Uh, oh, uh, so we're looking at uh, Leon uh, Bischel, uh, from Sweden, and just because he's six foot five and plays defense. Um. I don't see that name. Oh, maybe he is an Iserman pick if you haven't heard of him. Uh, 
It was uh, our other dude. Um, what's his name? Connor Promen? Corey Promen. Oh, Corey Promen. Yeah. Um, it was he. He cracked his top twenty list of um, prospects for this year. Oh wow! I don't know yeah. why I can't find him on my list. Uh, I would. Uh... Oh wow! Yeah, no, it's he got three points. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's the top of anybody's list. I can imagine. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Oh, you're right. Six foot five, 225 pounds. That's our second round pick right there. Like a participation trophy. Let's do No, like right now. That's our second round pick. That guy? Yeah. All right. I'm in. I I guarantee that's our second round pick. Um, Okay. I'm Thank already you. sold, man. I'm already sold. I already picked him ahead of time, so you, you don't Listen, need to convince me. You're just preaching to the choir. It would be three straight years. Matt picked Lucas and Wallander. Then we picked Edmondson and Kosa. If we get Nazar and then Bischel, be three straight years, Matt. Gets Nazar? First- Matt? No way. <laughs> it's going to be the lamb, baby. Nazar. These are coming our way. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Not All right. Bananas. Yeah, it is, it is pretty great, right? Like I just said, like only now seeing this guy's name, I'm like, nope, that's our second round pick. Uh, that is the in-depth analysis and breakdown and research you get at Red Wings Rant and nowhere else. <laughs> um, Tristan says he'll be available in the second round. Sam likes uh, Lane Houston. If we could get him with our second round pick, uh, that would be that wouldn't be too early. <laughs> that would be too early. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm misreading it here. That wouldn't be too early. Fits in nicely with our D prospects. Uh, could uh, QB a power play? Not a bad thought. Pretty pretty good. Sam uh, continues. He thinks faster than almost every other player in this draft. Sam, how did you measure that? You. <laughs> um Tristan thrown out there. He is five foot eight, 148 pounds, soaking wet, I think. That's a little man. Um and that is a little fella. 148? Yeah, like I mean, 50 pounds on that guy. <laughs> oh my god. I think we're the same height. I have 70 yeah. I have 70 pounds on him. Wow! Man, look at you! <laughs> <laughs> I have 70 pounds on lane. Podcasting is, uh, you know, doesn't exert a lot of calories. It's uh, it's the bowling of media production. <laughs> Jesus. Whew. I mean, Hawaiian shirts, right? Am I right, guys? Jerseys, am I right? <laughs> Just them boys out. <laughs> How big can you make that jersey? Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. I don't know. Let me keep eating. I'll tell you. <laughs> um. All right, Sam Sam says good question on how did you measure that. But if you watch him against his peer, peers, uh, dude thinks, and it shows. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm just teasing you, Sam. I, I know that. Uh, yeah. I mean, we all we all speak in hyperbole. Um, it's true. It's the epitome of hyperbole. Oh, well, Brian Regan there, huh? Hell yeah. I stole a Jim Gaffigan joke the other day. 
somebody said they liked extreme crunchy peanut butter and i sold it as if i just thought of it I, uh, what, what do you got there just a jar of peanuts it's just peanuts it was a yeah. morning huddle at work the room just <laughs> burst into laughter and I, so I just straightened my tie and went <laughs> you got that right <laughs> um can i just tell you real quick the joke that i've been laughing at for like 36 hours now yeah um bill burr has a new special where he just uh brings yeah. on like Ooh. a bunch of comedians it's controversial um, and uh god what is that guy's name david tell and uh jeff roscoe on there and uh they talk about they're jabbing jeff ross for looking like fat bill burr and jeff <laughs> ross calls himself <laughs> he calls himself bill burp <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh that's still laughing that about is that. really good yeah all right um mike favorite comedian go i don't know i i don't know if we can like him anymore i have to examine him uh it was i thought Chappelle was the goat but now oh, we're yeah, like that's, that's controversial yeah it was louis ck and uh, when i moved to Chappelle. <laughs> no uh, it's good uh, though that you analyze like it can uh, it can evolve kind of yeah they can out themselves and you're like oh uh, well maybe not so much <laughs> probably and david cross until i find out he's done something awful so. right yeah that's a, that's yeah. a really good one um my wife and i we did our 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 um mount rushmore i i ended up well mike you know you guess guess who my number one is you know uh the burt kreischer Oh my God! I I hate Bert Kreischer. I don't want anybody who is listens it, uh, to, this to think I like uh, Bert Kreischer. Jesus. Jim Brewer, Bert Kreischer. No, Jim Brewer's an asshole too. Is it Tom Segura? No. Is he your favorite now? It's Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, really that's a good one. Get it? Yeah, his jokes still hold up. Yeah. Fire in the maternity ward. Probably one of the best names for a comedy special of all time. That was a good one. And I have kids. Um, yeah. Thoughts and Prayers right. is a really good album, too. But it's on Spotify by Jessel. Totally forget. Yeah. <laughs> He's got. Uh... Oh, nobody cares. All right. That's it, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Still off into the sunset. Uh, everybody have a nice night. Like we said, uh, Matt's going on vacation. Uh, wait, no, he's not. He's going to be home. Don't visit his house and rob me. Uh, but we won't be recording on Sunday. <laughs> That's just, you know, I mean, you're putting it on YouTube, right? Somebody knows where I Yeah. Live, right? You're making faces. That's what I'm, I'm making. I'm, ta I'm talking to you, Mike. Me? Well, man, I'm not saying I'm you're going to rob me because you're making the face. You're like, what? Oh, all man. Right, anyway. all, everyone paying attention is a suspect right now. Damn. <laughs> all right. So we'll be back next week, probably Wednesday, uh, and we'll talk. We'll talk more prospects and maybe a new head coach. I Ooh, really hope baby. we don't sign Finally. a new head coach while I'm on vacation because we are not making an episode. <laughs> All right. Your wife will be so happy. Yeah, I know. Honey, let's recording. pull over and see if we can record on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Toodaloo, everybody. <laughs>